Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Scale Gap podcast. My name is Stallion, and joining me today, as usual, is Persian. How's it going, man? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. If you're not, you know, if you're here on the live stream, I apologize in advance because, you know, this was last second as hell. So who knows what, what happens? If you're on YouTube, I'm going to edit this. So it's going to look God tier anyway. So whatever. <laughs> um, Persia, before we get into it, tell the people, I mean, Persia just opened his, his icon pack. And I guess it's worth, it's worth, oh, I mean, sharing, sharing with the people. This, I've never been as nervous for a pack in my life. <laughs> but. To be fair, like I wanted an attacking player, a good attacking player, obviously, but I, I ended up getting Desai, the center back, and I can't be can't be can't say I'm like really disappointed about it. It's just not exactly what I wanted. But hey, if you see the type of packs people get, it could have been way worse. So I'll definitely take it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you wanted a striker, but you got the best center back you probably could have gotten. So yep. <laughs> it is what yep. it is. But today the plan is to talk about. Uh, competitive FIFA, but there's some interesting topics that will be of interest even if you're not like within the competitive scene because you know once you start with one in competitive, you kind of branch out to a whole other things that once changed will change or if they get addressed will impact like the whole game design and the pay to win and the structure of the game. So it really does concern everybody. But here's the thing. Competitive FIFA, and you were telling me this about this, a lot of pro players are either quitting or they are uh, deciding to like you know play a lot less and so they're literally saying you know I'd rather not be in the best of shape and just never play and keep my mental sanity uh, which is kind of crazy if you compared it to um, you know other esports where people are literally like, gotta grind more gotta grind more here's the opposite the less you play the better people seem to feel so why don't you kick us off with that with that as a well, starting point. We we kind of saw like recently, like the last couple of weeks, pro players have been quitting, talking about mental health, and obviously, when when it comes to mental health, it's not just FIFA. There's other aspects to it, like personal life, all of that. But a lot of them do iterate that like it does have to do a lot with FIFA and the hours that you have to put in and the stress that comes with it, whether it be weekly qualifiers or actually having to pay a lot of money to be able to compete. Um. So we wanted to talk about like how, well, I wanted to talk about like how uh, the whole reward structure, the whole, the whole grinding aspect of it, the crazy amount of hours that you have to put in to be able like for a qualifying weekend, how many hours like, you know, you played, you played the qualifier like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know when it was. How many hours did you have to put in? It depends how far you go because I lasted the whole Saturday. I played. I was there for, a, I did a nine hour stream from start to finish of the qualifying day. So it's long as hell, man. Yeah, it's it's almost, it's, well, I wouldn't call it a full-time job, but it's a full day of work and it's like your whole weekend just goes and like before that you'd have to play every weekend. You could just keep having to grind for sadly little rewards. I don't even know why we call them rewards. Why don't we call them punishments? Because like most, <laughs> of the, most of the time you feel like you're getting punished for the hours that you put in. And especially for players that are top 100 players that have gone 30 and 0 and then get an ultimate pack and like pack like, I don't know, 83 rated informs. Like it's not really worth your effort and your time, you know, like especially if you've done something crazy, like becoming a top 100 player, which is still a really big achievement. So in that sense, 
I think it's I think it's really not worth your time, and that's where the whole the whole aspect of the psychological aspect co- comes into play. Because personally, I'm I'm playing this game casually right now. I'm I'm playing like 14 games a week in league every week. It's not a big deal, but as a grown ass person, I still get really triggered when I don't get like good packs, and I see everyone around me get packs, and that's where the whole idea comes from that they kind of want to incentivize you to spend money to get those players and well that's when the ball goes rolling right yeah do you think if you were a pro player this is not a question i was planning but i was just thinking about it do you think if you were like a competitive pro player a pro player that you would also feel the need to be like in this game at least i need to play less 100 percent. 100 percent. i feel like if you play like I'll give you an example. We know we know a couple people, like we know a couple of really good players, right? And a lot of them don't even play a lot of rivals. Like you were telling me yesterday, what, what was it? Like yesterday or the day before yeah, yeah, that yeah. like one of our friends like only had like 40 rivals games and he he went into the qualifiers, got to the knockouts and everything. Like he barely plays rivals. <laughs> like he, that's the thing. Like you don't necessarily have to play this game a lot to be to be good at it, right? Right, right. No, I, the story was that I was like scared I wasn't scared, but I was like, damn, man, my record sucks. I know I didn't put as much, uh, well, sucks. It's bad compared to these guys. Um, and then I was like, yo, to this guy, I was like, how many wins do you have left until your 100K pack? Because if you go in your objectives and you look at milestones at 200 wins in rivals, you get a 100K pack. So I'm at like 140, 150 wins in rivals. Uh, and this guy was only, wasn't even at 50, right? So I was like, oh. Well, that's why I have that many more hours because I play, <laughs> yep. I play like, I don't even, because I have three times the wins, but I also, that doesn't mean I have three times the games. I probably have like five, maybe six times the games um, with three times the wins. So, I mean, you don't play rivals, which is weird if you're a competitive player because that's the mode to get better because you don't I mean, better. it depends. It depends. For some people, it works. Some people do yeah. grind it out, but like a lot don't. Yeah, but it, it's like you don't see that often where you can still be great and not grinding. I mean, it feels like maybe I don't know. I'm ignorant, but it feels like in other sports you really do like fall behind if you fail 100%. to keep on top of the curve and like stay warm, stay like, you know, I feel like FIFA is one of the only games where sometimes I'll feel better after a week of not playing than before. It's crazy. Didn't you didn't you get a 29 after playing a week like basically just <laughs> playing some squad battles games and some like casual games and some friendlies or something like I think you that was your best weekend, right? Yeah, and that was I mean that was crazy. That was the second weekend of the year and I was like I need a break already and I didn't play any FIFA midweek. Come out bang out a 29. I was like, "Oh, cool, dude." Uh so <laughs> that was that was it. But based on these competitive players and i mean the most recent case i think was text i think they did an interview and i love that he said this this was so funny i didn't watch the last foot champions cup but they did an interview and they were like i don't know what they asked him but i imagine it was something along the lines of yo what's your like what are you doing what are you this how much fifa or they asked him a few question he was straight up like yeah i don't touch this game i never play fifa unless i have to so it's like if i'm not playing if i'm not here at a tournament or in a qualifier it means uh i'm probably not playing fifa because I don't touch this. I don't care about this game. They're like asking about his res- other people's results. He's like, yeah, I don't care who I'm playing. I'm just here to do my job. And that's that. <laughs> like- the, the great part about that is he was the winner, right? Like, yeah, it didn't it didn't matter that he won. It didn't matter. He basically just said, I'm winning in this game. I'm right right now. I'm the best. And I still don't enjoy it. That's like the key point to everything. Like, imagine 
you not being the best and you losing a lot of games, well, that doesn't make anything any better, right? So, like, end of the day, if the if the best player is not is not even enjoying the game, what does that tell you about the game? Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about gameplay aspects and how things are backwards, be it like offensive AI being bad and defensive AI being good, but like everything's backwards in the FIFA scene. Usually you'd think that if someone's a pro player, he's always thinking about FIFA because it's kind of like the golden ticket at life to not be doing a nine to five and your job is to be a professional FIFA player. So it's like, it's a pleasure for it to be revolved, to revolve your life around that. But it's like, no, you're treating this the same way you'd treat a cubicle job that you hate. You just ignore it. You do what you got to do. And then you get, you know, you bring home the bag. But it's like, how is that happen in a, in a, in a world where I'm not saying it's supposed to be easy, but it's supposed to be a pleasure for it to be a grind. And so that's all backwards. But the question is, this burnout, would you attribute it mostly to the game? Because personally, a lot of people have, and I've thought about it because, you know, it, it kind of is an interesting point. People are like, you know what, do you really hate FIFA 20 more than FIFA 17? Or is it because FIFA 17 was year one of foot champions? And so over time, you know, 2K games a year, 1.5K games a year, whatever it is that I might do or anyone does. So by year four of it, you're just like burnt out. Like if FIFA 20 came out, when FIFA 17 came out and FIFA 17 came out this year, would you, would things be the same? You know what I mean? I can, I mean, we were one of the, well, this is, this is. Sound like sounds like I'm tuning my own horn. Maybe I am, but we were one of the first people in FIFA 20 saying like, "This game's not good. Like this game's definitely not good." So if we're you were comparing to 17 and you were attributing like because 17 was the first FIFA or something, I, I don't understand. Yeah, basically, I'm saying because the the devil's advocate of what we preach is that maybe it's not that FIFA 17 was better, it's that FIFA 20 is year four of this foot champs era. And so regardless, it's not FIFA 20 isn't the problem. The problem is that it's I mean, year four of the same system. And if had this year all been people, FIFA 17... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's, yeah. So all people have to do is watch a couple of your videos on YouTube and that just shows you plenty of why this game is bad. Like based on facts, not based on just random, like, I don't like this game, blah, blah, blah. You're actually telling people, like, showing people why it's bad, right? And you Mm -hmm. can compare it, and we have videos to compare it to FIFA 17, of why that, in that specific sense, or passing, whatever, was better in that game. We're not saying FIFA 17 was a perfect game, far from it, but, uh, and FIFA 17 had way more server issues than this game, let's be real. Yeah. But, end of the day, that like mechanically was just a better game and well to be fair that's not really difficult but it it was the case in my opinion anyway so i don't know man like i if if we're talking about like the psychological issues and like um pro players quitting just just recently i saw a tweet of a pro player saying okay i just made a thousand euros in this event but i spent 1500 (laughs) in the on the game basically to get an event team so he's making a loss by going to an event and like being top 16, I think it was. I think he he literally placed top 16 and he made a loss. So what does that say about like the whole ecosystem of this game compared to Fortnite where where players win like 30k for placing in the same in the same range. So and they don't have to put any money in the game. So well all that stuff like plays a role in how like it burns out players basically and then don't forget the grind man like the grind is insane <laughs> in this game right
Yeah. yeah, for the for the pros, I think there's an added element to it. Uh, just ones who go to events and stuff. I like when people tell me that our whole devil's advocate point of view. I'm always like, I think about it for a sec, and then I'm just like, the more I think about it, and then I, the more I look back. Besides the fact that like all the videos, like you said, that I've I've made on my channel are kind of like something I can always go back to remind me of what I'm actually dealing with. That already already like pretty much destroys the whole devil's advocate, at least for me. So it's definitely not a case that I'm burnt out. But another thing is that like I have gone back to the old FIFA so many times. What like the old FIFA's the modern the the last four, right? So I've played 17, 18, 19. Uh, well, this I did during 19. So when I went back to 18, I was fuming. Like that game, I hated it with a passion. And even <laughs> compared to 19, like with me being used to croquetas, I go back to 18 and I'm still fuming. Couldn't deal with it. When I went back to 17, did I see AIDS goals? Yes. Did I see this and that? Sure, whatever. But I was genuinely having fun. And that was not me pub stomping in divisions because no one's playing that game. You know, I played, I was able to play Viva 17 games because my viewers were playing against me my friends you know Fredo would be playing against me so I'm playing sweats in 17 but when I'm playing them in 17 I'm having some sort of fun so I think maybe there's a f slight percentage of the devil's advocate that has a point but when it comes down to it it's the game for me man it's not it's like the game is is really really not fun and so that's for me the main factor uh, of the burnout whether it be at a pro whether be it someone who's not a pro, then obviously you're gonna have people who love FIFA 20 and that's great for them. But as someone who is burnt out 100%, it comes down to, you know, the game the I game mean, really bad. It, just look at the event, right? I watched, I think I watched two games at the event and like they were exactly the same. It was just boring. Like the way people play this game is extremely boring like it's all defensive people don't take risks because there's nothing there's no space like <laughs> all you see is just people passing the ball around trying to find a gap somewhere there's no runs being made there's no intelligent runs being made anyway and basically everyone's parking the bus and one one player holds the ball and the other just defends and vice versa so like what happens like you're just looking at two teams basically scared to attack because yeah well you don't want to get countered on and that's yeah. the meta like people just that's all they do so on to the next thing about this whole competitor fiasco is that obviously we both we're both in the in the field that you know we think it's mostly the game and the game sucks but whatever uh the game has to be good but what can we do now to at least make this like the game is bad but like you know you have bad cause but at the end of the day i feel like god has a way better competitive ecosystem than our game so what yeah. would you change in this competitive ecosystem to at least have that side like the the logistics side of competitive fever be just on point what i would change Ooh, that's a especially because you were there for my nine hour stream for a big part of it at least where i where i streamed the qualifiers and you know you you, you are part of the competitive I mean, ecosystem they, and like oh, you know yeah. how it works they outsource the the tournament like the whole the whole organizing aspect of it right yeah well first of all if you're gonna outsource it outsource it to someone that are people that are qualified to do this and actually know what they're doing because most of the time from what i understand from everyone like that site the website the whole the whole organization part of it is a mess so that 
that attributes to a lot of time wasted and the whole the whole aspect of people having to sit nine hours basically playing like what like how many games did you play in those nine hours uh yeah should i like explain a bit like just how yeah. it works I, yeah basically explain. how it works to qualify for an event is first you have to get 27 wins in foot champions once you do that your foot champions verified and if you want you can play in these qualifiers and these qualifiers happen you know whatever they, they have dates for them and so i played in it and what happens is that they outsource the whole process to a website called Battlefy. And, you know, the website does everything and you connect to a Discord server where there's like 900 people and two admins. So that's already recipe for disaster. Exactly. And basically it works in a Swiss style. So round one is pretty random. You know, you're going to face someone at random, more or less, and you play a best of two, which is like the ch imagine the Champions League, but no away goals. And then if it's tied after two legs, you just play golden goal in the third game. And then if you win, you have a record of one win, zero losses. If you lose, you have obviously zero wins and one loss. And then in the second round, you play someone with the same record as you. So obviously it gets harder and harder after every um, win. And then wow. if you lose, yeah, maybe like yeah, after every round, so on and so forth. And so in theory, if you play one round, you know, a game of FIFA is 15 minutes, you know, add five minutes of like miscellaneous things that could happen like you are adding each other restarting the game so you can send an invite uh so you do that it should take you around 50 minutes 30 minutes two legs 35 minutes tops to do a best of two and then if you play golden goal just say like 45 minutes right easily every round like once i completed a round easily i'd usually wait around two hours two hours and a half from the moment the game ended so that means add another 30 minutes because of the best of two that i played in total from round like it's three hours you know you get to like three hours between rounds and so that day i played six rounds which means a total of and none of them went to golden goal a total of 12 games and it took me nine hours for that process to end uh, because again, <laughs> the gaps in between. So that's how long it took. Exactly. And that is exactly what I would change. Like that whole process needs to go way smoother. And the way it is now, they're just not, they just, they don't have enough hands to be able to monitor everything and be able to get everything in the right, in the right direction. Right. So when you do it like that, you're, it's a recipe for disaster. And like every, every weekend, it's the same thing that chat just that that whole discord is full of people just trolling and like people like basically <laughs> calling them all incompetent or whatever so it just turns into a whole well mess and that's how they can make it way more productive like let's have more people there have more people to admin the games and when someone tries to screw the other guy over they'll, they'll have enough people at hand to be able well you tried to you had your name changed or something on psn that took so long to be able to find someone to be able to talk to you to fix that right yeah and the problem is so basically i changed my psn and your psn account slash ea account is linked to your battlefy account in a way so you don't choose your username on battlefy it's just automatically that but a week before the tournament i went out of my way to go back on that stupid website to make sure that it, the sync was correct and it was synced but the problem is the website was buggy so it didn't change even though i went in a week earlier and make sure i resynced everything and da, 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 it just wasn't synced and so my first two opponents were like almost they didn't try to scrub my win because they were like yo your username and your PSN are different, you know? 
but it was a risk and it was a risk and it was even my own fault that it was basically it came down to the fact that you couldn't find someone to, to even talk to you and they kept sending you to someone else so end of the day, <laughs> yeah. it just took you it took you so long to figure out something so simple and that's it dude they're just cheap out on everything it's just you want you want an actual competitive game have the backing for it have have the organization for it you can't have a competitive game without like competent people behind it right you can't just sit there and think like oh we're just going to cheap out on everything and hope it goes well because this is what you're doing to your community everything everything becomes toxic people see loopholes they start doing all sorts of crazy stuff they try to basically screw someone over because there's no one there like it's it's weird man like this isn't just not how you want a competitive game to be and that's why i don't i don't actually see fifa as a competitive game because of that well and obviously the pay to win aspects of it but whatever well yeah that's uh that's actually before we actually get into the the other aspects that i wanted to touch upon based on at least the qualifier that we played uh I wanted to ask you because we talked about this as well a, a while back. You were telling me how, because a lot of people complain about the system and like, oh, we shouldn't be playing for nine hours a day. And you had an interesting point as someone who followed COD uh, back in the day that, yeah. you know, it's not like they were exempt to these grindy systems in the week and these grindy uh, sort of, what do you call it? Like tournaments, right? Yeah, they had, they had, um, what they had were called, they were called pro point tournaments. And it kind of works the same way because we have pro points. These qualifiers have pro points as well, obviously, but they have pro point tournaments and they would have 2K, well, 2,000 pro point tournaments, 5,000, 10,000. And what the teams would do, they would just sit there all day streaming, basically. But because, because COD is a more watchable game, so all those teams would just stream their games and they'd have free content, right? But in FIFA, uh, I mean, you could stream, but it's not as watchable, and only the big guys can get get that many viewers, right? But yeah. COD would have the same would have the same problem. They just sit there all day, basically playing their games. But they play way more games than than the FIFA players do now, I think. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, would have so. way more way more people like involved as well, because it's entire teams that have to fucking play instead of just individuals. Yeah, and I think that's important because a lot of people were saying like how the system needs to change uh because it's like not humane conditions but it's not even like the nine hours that's the problem like i don't think it's unacceptable to be playing nine hours of a video game of a day the problem is that you're playing three hours worth of games in nine hours yes, so you're actually playing exactly. a lot less than what the cod players would have been playing you know what i mean so yep, yep, it's yep. like it's not even so that has to change as well and obviously, like you said, it can't be cons- taken seriously because of like the organization and all that. But the root of the problem is the pay to win because, I mean, well, one of the there's so many roots, man. But <laughs> I was out there. I spent uh, twelve thousand FIFA points, which was technically a hundred euros. But obviously, I didn't spend a hundred euros because you know there were discounts or whatever. But you know, just to say a hundred euros worth of FIFA points against tons of people who had spent. Maybe five hundred, maybe four hundred, maybe one thousand, maybe this. Like I was, maybe I literally 2, showed up. <laughs> I literally showed up with Son, and a lot of viewers would be like, "What are you talking about? Son is a fantastic player." You know, once upon a time, like three weeks ago, I thought so too. And then I played those qualifiers, and I realized that Son is trash uh, in those <laughs> settings, and it's just not the same because I generally don't think personally I could have defended better that tournament and. 
it's just sad that so many rounds came down to one goal uh, because my opponent scored a long shot near post shot with Icon Butchergueño, the not the baby, the second one, for example. So it's like that was the difference. So like it's like how how is this in esports? It's so it's such a joke that it's just even allowed. But I guess. Um, even with the restrictions they put in, they put in like what two icons and an 84 rated. The insane teams that were being made, like, just showed how big the difference still was. Like, it didn't even, it didn't even matter basically because the teams were still, the gap was so big. It, it was, was basically it's unplayable. Like, you, you'll never like unless you're like an absolute god tier player that is perfect at doing everything you will not qualify with a team you with the team you had basically versus the teams they had yeah because the it's, it doesn't come down to skill at that point it's always the pay to win guys always say well then if it's so pay to win why did i struggle in that one weekend league game against some guy with rashford yeah. that you yeah. don't understand in a 1v1 you know anything can happen but what really takes his toll is over time that thing, that stuff, that aspect of the game really destroys you or it helps you if you have the pay to win. Like after nine hours of being at a team deficit every game, I was beyond destroyed. I was absolutely just knackered. Every game you play a game where you're clenching your butt cheeks because a half a step wrong and someone shoots yep. a 50 yep. yard finesse shot on the near post because they have Butchergueño or Eusebio or this. It's just a joke, dude. Like, what are we talking about? Uh, so obviously, yeah, you can lose one game, but over a longer period of time, it really, really takes, uh, takes a toll. But so obviously this is not like, revolution right like uh, this is not like a revelation uh because it's a known fact and there's lots of talks on social media on how things should change and especially after this week there were the first two qualifiers a lot of people started to say this is what needs to change we should make this and one of the changes and i didn't really like any of the suggestions but one of the suggestions was something along the lines of we should um uh we should change the format so that so that pros are automatically qualified to the Saturday portion of the qualifier, which is what usually always is. It usually always starts on Friday. So every port, every pro starts then. And then everyone who's not a pro has to play the same thing that we have been playing on Saturday, but on a Friday against all the non-pros. And the purpose of that is to weed out non-pros. And then, so it makes the system easier because you don't have 800 people on the Saturday anymore. You it makes the system out. easier for pros. <laughs> yeah, it makes the system easier for pros. So, like, what do, you, what do you think about this lovely suggestion? I mean, I think it's the most ridiculous idea ever because basically you're saying we're going to give the people that spent an insane amount of money even more even more perks basically and even it, it, we're gonna make it easier for them like again <laughs> which makes no sense to me it it touches more on the whole competitive integrity of this game like there is no competitive integrity if you think that pros should have like advantages or have less stressful qualifying systems it just makes no sense and there was someone on twitter saying well uh, sponsors and uh, it's it's better for sponsors if they have more certainty that pros will make qualifiers like what do sponsors have to do with competitive integrity of the game like if you're talking about a better system to make the game more fair it has nothing to do with sponsors at that point like 100%. and if the spot and if the sponsors really were interested in this game if this game was really watchable they'd come anyway but this is not really a game where sponsors are standing in line to 
because this this game doesn't really have a competitive scene. Like, there's no real viewership compared to like actual competitive games, whether it be League of Legends and all those uh, type of games. So, sponsors will come whether when there's when there's enough audience. So, making the qualifiers easier for pros and giving them more guarantees isn't really gonna make a dent in the whole sponsorship issue. So, I don't know why why that was a thing. Yeah, there was a lot of talk of this whole top-down approach. Make sure that the top players are set up. Uh, so, and then make sure. I, I completely disagree. I think anything needs to be built from the bottom up. If you don't have the foundation, Absolutely. you're gonna you're gonna fail there. Like, what are you trying to achieve by giving the pros, uh, you know, the easier time? Which, by the way, makes no sense because guys, the game change it changes every year. World champ from two years ago like in gorilla has yet to qualify to an event this year so what what do you even base the people there's no seating this is not tennis where every year the seating there's a seating you know because you know the sport doesn't change you know people are saying oh but you know roger federer gets wild cards if he's injured for three years no pro is roger federer no one cares about any fifa pro to begin with okay like there's Absolutely. no it's not the same thing like there is no roger federer maybe tex is the roger federer of fifa but even then no one really cares that much first of all and second of all the game changes every single year dude people talking about uh, in snook or ronnie o'sullivan doesn't play uh qualifiers he just goes to events or whatever however it works yeah snooker doesn't change every year you can't buy ronnie o'sullivan doesn't have a magic stick compared to his opponents you know yeah we're playing a game where this dude uh, plays for that team and he's got a hullet and i play for no team so i'm showing up with nangolan like what are we talking about dude yep. uh, <laughs> there's there's so many aspects of it that just make no sense you cannot assume that what lacks in this esport is a system to make sure that the pros make a living i don't like it's not my problem that pros don't make a living playing fifa they should exactly. that's ea's problem with prize money first of all second yep. of all they still need to qualify because they're not qualifying as is a lot of them. Some are, most of them are, but they know some of them aren't qualifying. So if you're not qualifying, beating these players that you don't think are worthy to be in your own, you know, qualifier, why do you think that they should go through an extra qualifier if you're literally not beating them right now? You know, there's so many issues to it. There's a lot so of them are saying, it. like, the point of it was, like, okay, we did good last year, so based on that, we deserve something here. But, like like you said, the game is different entirely, like, every single year. It has a different meta, it has a different playstyle, everything. So, what you did last year is ir- irrelevant this year. I mean, there's examples of, uh, not necessarily pro players, but, like, there's examples of people going top 100 because they spent a lot of money on that game and then the next game they don't and they end up gold three so like that just goes to show how big the difference can be in one spending and second the game so what are we talking about here why are we trying to give anyone an advantage at that point like just prove yourself if you're that good just get through the rounds like everyone else like if it's just one day nine hours well you should be able to do that too like go ahead the system needs changing but i find it sickening that the changes that the community is looking for involve making it even worse for the community like absolutely what the the system needs changing no one wants this to stay but why are you changing it in a way that screws not ea over in the sense that ea needs to make more work it's just screws people like me over you know, like why 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 are you trying to screw me i'm not the problem i'm not ruining the thing is it's it's triggering when people say this is a fair because that's what they were saying it's a more fair system and then it 
only turned out to be fair for the pros, basically. So they didn't want equality. They just wanted a better system just for them. That's not that's not the definition of fair, my guy. Like, it's weird when people like think that way. It's so strange. Yeah, and there's you know you could a lot of I saw a lot of arguments as well going into football. Oh, you know some nations have uh like italy spain england and uh what's the fourth germany have more european spots than other leagues yes but again (laughs) that sport doesn't change i mean even in football if um you win the world cup you still have to qualify to the next world cup if the world champions still have to qualify to the next world cup what makes you feel that because you were good at fifa 19 you should uh you know you get to be qualified you know, to the next stage of the qualifier for FIFA 20. You know, if they don't do in the World Cup, like we don't need it here. Okay. Like, yeah. If, if we're going to compare, if we're going to compare football to FIFA, you can compare it with playing football one year with a football and the next year you're playing it with a tennis ball. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, all right, <laughs> and the next, next year, year you play it with a beach ball. Like, it, th- that's how much it changes, dude. Like, it makes no sense. Like, FIFA is an entirely different beast, man. Like, you can't compare it to anything, really. Yeah, and like when we have the consistent, when we have a game that's been there for five years and it's the same game and it's like subscription based and it doesn't change, yes. sure, sure, dude. Yes. Then you have yes, a ranking, absolutely. but the rankings reset. It's just how it is. The rankings have to reset every single year because there's no other way. The system needs to change, but it needs to be on EA to figure out a sort of way. Because at the end of the day, if Germany has to play, you know, San Marino in a European qualifier for the Euro Cup, then you have to play against, you know, little Timmy who got 27 wins. Like, it's just, it is how it is. You know, no one's, you you can't have that sort of ego that you're like, nah, 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 I shouldn't be playing these people. And and it's not to say that people, uh, pros weren't advantaged. Like, everyone who qualified to an event did not have to get verified for this mm-hmm. FIFA. So you already got one advantage. Not that it's too big because at the end of the day, these guys are spending so much that they would have gotten 27 with their eyes closed first week anyways. And then the top, top players were already qualified for foot champions. Uh, like the top four players of each console, I believe, didn't even have to play the first qualifier. They were already qualified for the foot champions cup one. So you were, a lot of people were already like given big advantages, but, um, you want even more? No, I, d- I disagree completely. I think you cannot punish the competitive community even more. You've already got pay to win. You've already got, um, like, some people are closer to servers than others. Some people have better connection. You've already got just time as an asset. You've got everything. What more do you? What more could you possibly ever want? I agree. I agree. <sighs> so, did we have anything else? Uh, the only other thing was gameplay because they are, they have had a patch, but the patch. Yeah, now that you said it. The thing is, I think one of the previous podcasts we said we would wait until a patch would come out until we would have our final verdict of <laughs> if they fixed anything. And honestly, I didn't feel like they fixed anything, man. Yeah, I mean, the- it's kind of blurry now because we've had another patch come out today, but that patch was literally nothing gameplay, pretty much. And then the patch. Let me let me here, let right? me state this though: we see patches where they talk about we're gonna change the AI in squad battles, and they're gonna change different free kicks. Who asked for that? Who sits there asking them, well, well, we want the AI to be able to take 14 different free kicks instead of just one. 
Like, why is that a priority for them? And they sit there in their offices talking about, yeah, man, this is the changes that we need. This is going to make a better game. Like, it makes no sense to me, absolutely no sense, that they sit there talking about, we're going to buff the AI. Why do they do that? Do they sit there, like, seeing that people are getting Elite 1 rewards and squad battles too easily and they have to make it harder? Like, what's happening, man? Like, I don't understand, like, what their thought process is there. I was it kind of triggers me to be honest. <laughs> I was crying. I think there was a patch. I don't know if it was the most recent one, but like there was a patch that said increase the the probability of this level of AI taking uh timed shots. I was like, please, man, <laughs> like, don't be doing. It. I don't want to. See, They're like, basically the saying dying. we're trying we're, we're trying to rig it even more, man. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's so weird. The patch. A lot of people were uh, hated this. The most recent. Oh yeah, the, the finishing today. The oh, finishing, this. I, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Now that you said it, that, yeah, that's what I thought. Like the first. That's that's what was funny to me. I played. I played it immediately after it came out. I played like eight rivals games, and I swear every shot went in. <laughs> Everything like goalkeepers wouldn't save a thing, and I played. So I played eight rivals games. I was like, this is a pretty good like. Uh, sample size for me anyway to be able to tell like what happened what changed in the patch and i was like well i put on twitter like i don't feel like goalkeepers are saving anything and it's really easy to finish in the box then i went into weekend league (laughs) and the gameplay turned worse and all of a sudden well people were telling me that they had trouble finishing by the way so like i disagree with them and then i went into weekend league and all the shots, like, finishing sucked, like, the way people said to me. Like, everything was getting saved. Shots weren't going where I aimed them. It made no sense to me. Like, I don't understand. Like, I can't <laughs> put my finger on FIFA anymore because I can't review it, up, apparently. Like, I didn't know if it was if it was gameplay that, uh, that was a factor, if it was the game, if I just had a lucky spell of eight games where the goalkeeper just wouldn't save a thing. Like, what is it, man? Like, I can't even put my finger on it anymore. I think for every patch, you need to give it a bit of time, especially at least a weekend league, because we play a game that changes every three hours Absolutely. without yeah, a patch. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I always give it a bit of a, a time. One thing's for sure. I definitely noticed the nerf of finesse shots from like far. That's why Messi is not as good. Definitely. That by itself is a change that I enjoy because like Messi has to be the best player in the game whatever you want but like that's because of his dribbling his passing and his movement off the ball that has why he can't be the best game in the game he can't be the best player in the game because he, you left stick dribble with him and then you snipe from 50 yards out and you score like no no like I can't I can't defend that you know that's it's not even that I could defend that but it's just not fun if you know that you're playing against a player who can shoot from so far so that in itself was a good change the problem is that far post still sucks near post still is godly ter Stegen is disgustingly good he's by far yeah, the best keeper yeah, i've faced in any yeah. fifa it's not even that he's good it's it's, it's rigged beyond belief no, i wouldn't say it's rigged but like there's something about him where i when i shoot and ter Stegen's in the net it's not even he saves it it's my shot goes down the middle and i'm like yeah. why is that going down the middle that's not cool so, That's been a thing since FIFA 17, though, wasn't it? Like, the the better goalkeepers made your shot, like, f- worse, basically. I notice it mostly a lot, or, rel- like, the only time it was, like, comparable to now was FIFA 18 De Gea, because your driven shots all of a sudden got saved by his yeah, leg. Yeah, because true. they would go down the middle, and De Gea's leg would just always be there, closing it off for the... It was just a nightmare. But I think uh, the patch, you know, it's just... Also, they they did address drop back. They made drop back 
less fun to play against even more now because basically what they changed is that in like but previously if you were using drop back and you lost the ball for a split like fraction of a second your team wouldn't instantly go back now they instantly go back so in one hand it nerfs the pressure that you could put with drop back but on the other hand there's 10 players behind the ball even faster now and in, I think, a, in a game that's super slow i think the patch notes said that you can't pressure as well with drop back right that's what they said basically because of that i don't I think. listen but like i don't understand like when they sit in their office talking about okay we need to change drop back because drop back is getting a bit out of hand what can we change okay let's stop uh, the pressure they're able to apply when they drop back. How is that ever an issue? How is someone that wants to someone that wants to drop back wants to drop back wants to sit in their box, make the spaces as tight as possible, and basically give you no space? So pressuring was never really that much of an issue. The issue was the congestion in the box and that there's no space. They didn't solve any of that. Like that's still there. So I don't I don't know how they thought this was a nerf to drop back. It just played into their hands even more, in my opinion, because it really changed nothing. The only good change I can think of, well, is the fact that they they made it that your strikers can't come back to midfield. So, like, the midfield doesn't get too congested. But still, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't understand why they just didn't do what... Like, I think you said that, like, recently. Why don't they just give you a stamina nerf as well? Because why not? Why it why makes, is high press why does high press cause more stamina but like drop back doesn't? It makes sense because they're two opposite sides of the spectrum. They're two extremes. So, you know, if you use if you use constant pressure in the last ten minutes of the game to press someone, then it makes sense to have drop back be the one that you lose you use in the last ten seconds of the game to close down shop. Except obviously, you know, you're you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna lose stamina because it just makes sense. Otherwise, you can use it for the whole game, and in its extreme, with like it's it's one side of the spectrum with no like real downsides. But the yeah, I also do agree with you that the instruction change was good because pre patch four four two with comeback on defense on the striker was like you felt like a rock man, like you felt so so packed or compact in the middle because you didn't need to defend with your actual yeah, defenders yeah. you would just defend with your strikers and that's the funny part everyone in the community keeps talking about we want less ai defense they were happy the ai defense was less in this game and then they end up defending with their strikers like what am i hearing like at one at one point where it's we're saying we don't want ai defense but when they take when they nerf ai defense and take it out we're uh, we're not defending. <laughs> Basically, we tried to avoid defending as much as possible by bringing our strikers in the midfield. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know if it's, like, partially the community's fault at that point, you know? But, like, I don't know. I'd rather have more AI defense and people just play normally than, than this version of it, that people just all drop back in the box because they're too afraid to control their center backs. Yeah, I'd rather have more AI defense, cracked out offensive AI movement, everyone's like feels more you know you play a lot more people can play on autopilot and just move around with their center backs without feeling like idiots yeah uh, because you know people are always going to play drop back man it's been a year issue for four years so it's not going anywhere all right let's uh shall we end it with some questions from the chat chat this is your chance now if we didn't talk about something you wanted to mention Someone did make a good point. Their focus with the drop back change was to make it more realistic, which they did. But I have no idea why it was the focus. Um, no one complained it was unrealistic, but that it was OP. I completely agree with that. But the thing is, 
when the whole the whole focus on realism there's nothing realistic about fifa like why are we talking about realism like a game takes 10 minutes like everything speed sped up like to infinity like what are we talking about here like it has to be different than real life i just want a good game i don't want a realistic game because a realistic game has so many different things that i don't want to see in a video game that like it shouldn't be a priority man just make it fun like 100 percent Make manual pass interceptions great again? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I wish. How possible at a fundamental level, given how the game and its engine operates, do you think EA can reduce RNG and make the game more independent or dependent on user input? Is it going to take a complete remake for the next-gen consoles? And even then, does EA realistically have any incentive at all to reduce RNG? Well, first of all, that last question is the most important one. I think they don't want to reduce RNG because it makes for more surprising results, and that's what they want. They want little Timmy to beat you sometimes, <laughs> and I think that's the that's the most important thing, man. Do you think EA can reduce RNG and make the game more? I mean, they can. They hundred percent can. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be able to? Um, is it going to take a complete remake? I don't know if it takes a complete remake. I don't. I know nothing about coding in that sense, so. Uh, yeah these are all like things that we would need to know so much more on the inside so we can only guess but yeah they're not i don't think they're gonna want to reduce rng because if they like you could see it when they released 18 and they said 17 was too difficult so they made it more accessible then they made 19 and they kept everything that was accessible and they were like crap how do we add a skill gap oh uh, time finishing keeper movement. So they're literally adding things yep. in hopes yeah. that like cracked out players can still be the best and they always will be the best and then keep it with a foundation that allows uh, little Timmy to be, you know, an elite one demigod. Brar said, what are your thoughts on plan tackling and the, and the fix they made last patch to make players stumble more? I feel like it had no positive effect on tackling. That's oh, dying. I agree. I think the plan is to screw you over and <laughs> <laughs> and by you I mean whoever tackles and um I think that the honeymoon phase of tackles working better compared to FIFA 19 lasted about 2 days because once I got used to FIFA 20 uh FIFA 19 was forgotten and tackling is still not fun. I remember that like you streamed once after that patch and you kept tackling players and they kept running they kept going on running basically and I, every time you did that I kept I kept saying they fixed tackling by the way. <laughs> 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 oh man. They need a balance between realism cocky, oh, cocky smurf said they need a balance between realism and fun with fun being a much bigger priority. You don't have a clue there. That wasn't really a question but that's what you mm. In Kicker, there's an interview with the main dev, and he says the main focus that FIFA is a simulation. Well, then they I need think to I... make it 90 minutes long. Yeah, exactly, if, if that's what they're going for. PL said Lil Timmy for Ballon d'Or. Well, it's probably going to happen in FIFA at some point. <laughs> Dude, if uh, FIFA 20 was like 90 minutes long per game, I think I'd play one game... A year. I think I. I think I just <laughs> not played entirely. Um, Alex Manser, I said, do you think that this will be the final FIFA twenty? No, like no patch can save it. Oh, that way. Uh, 
I mean, I don't think a patch, is, a future patch, is gonna fix anything. Is that uh, fix anything relevant? If that's what you mean, I think this game's already chalked up, man. <laughs> to be honest, any game can be saved. The problem is the fixes that keep happening are just, in my opinion, wrong. Yeah, I think they just their decision making is just not what we want. Basically, they have they have different priorities than we do, and they have different. Their thought process entirely is just different. They have different things yeah. they want. Uh, how about squad requirements? What changes would you like to see? I would just like open, open. Basically, if you qualify, if you're in a qualifier, you should just have an access to, to unlimited teams, basically. Everyone should have access to the same teams. It should the be The same way easy. they do at an event. Especially now, they could literally give everyone one game loans of any player, and then if you use it in champs, well, tough luck, you've just lost your player. But now, you because we play in friendlies... You know, one of the great things of friendlies this year, which came 30 years too late, is that fitness doesn't, uh, you don't lose fitness, you don't lose contracts, and in a loan card doesn't lose matches played. So all you need is a one game loan card, right? Uh, yeah. But obviously, if they did that now, everyone who paid would be like, yo, what the hell, I paid money. And then even if they didn't do that, you know, EA probably likes the, I don't know, like, I don't know. Maybe they say they don't care about the money, but like if they didn't, then why haven't they changed competitive FIFA? The thing is, I don't think like I uh, ideally they would they would just give everyone the same squads when you get into a qualifier because that's like the most fair system there is. But they'll never do it in my opinion because that just doesn't make them any money. Like they want you to spend a lot of money. They want you to feel the injustice basically to make you <laughs> open more packs in in annoyance of the injustice of someone beating you with a better team or whatever, you know? So it just doesn't fit in their whole business plan, I think. Man, like I remember playing Gfinity head-to-head cups when certain nights you would have okay, you can choose any head-to-head club but it has to be a 4.5 star rate and then you'd have 5 star rated clubs that was a completely different ball game everyone has Mm -hmm. the same uh well not teams some people different chose different teams like it wasn't a matter of this guy's got a better team or that maybe if if you choose france and one chooses real madrid the guy who chose real madrid at the time had ronaldo but france had a better overall team dude that man being good at that was all gameplay zero pay to win man yep Shaw said, do you think EA will address server issues at any point during this game cycle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's possible. I think it's really difficult to fix it. If they wanted to, they would have already. Are there any other problems on the same tier as server issues slash delay memo said? Uh, game? Wait, wait, same tier as server issues delay. Yeah, pay to win. For competitive pay to win, for gameplay, no, no. Uh, but is, he's saying, do you think there are bigger issues or that are on the same tier as server issues, basically? So basically, uh, is that do you think pay to win is a bigger issue right now for you than than uh, server? Like, say you had perfect gameplay every. Well, game. he said on the same tier. I think it, yeah, on the, it, on the same, same tier. tier. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, they're the same tier. I guess yeah, you're right. But I say, man, if you had clean gameplay every game, that <laughs> makes such a big difference. It was what extremely... Fr- Wait, let me see. Mm. Alex Manser, I said, was FIFA ready to ever be an eSport? No. Yes. <laughs> it was. 
before foot champs era. <laughs> that was a decent esport. But nobody cared. I packed uh I packed SAE, center back SAE, yeah. Bro. Who do you um I like this question. What have EA gotten right? Like I said, uh for FIFA twenty, they got the friendlies right, so you don't consume anything and it's like you can play infinite friendlies. The friendly mm -hmm. mode is right. They got um what's it called? There is this scenario when gameplay wise, if you get the ball to your striker and you shoot and the defender is right in front of you, a lot more, it's not perfect, but a lot more times you can set yourself up to block it. Of course, it's nowhere near perfect, but the I can see a mass, like that's the one area of the game where I'm like, yeah, that, that got better, a lot better. You know what they got right and they and they changed it again? What? Fitness wasn't I a thing. Yeah. <laughs> fitness wasn't a thing and then they fixed it, dude. Or they broke ago. it. <laughs> Just Two weeks ago, it was like fitness, bro. Fitness. Imagine like a thing that everyone was happy with. They still they still fixed it, man. Like, oh, man. What else did they get right? <laughs> that's <laughs> enough. That, 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 the crickets say enough, man. I think the skill move nerf is good. Uh, yeah, but then we're talking about dribbling, and dribbling is a mess, so let's not talk about that. Yeah, dribbling sucks, but like, no, just the chaining a skill move. I think that's good. TBH. Does anyone actually play this game for fun anymore rather than purely for rewards? I don't I don't think a lot of people do man. I think I think most of it is just addiction to packs to be honest like like even even myself I just play like I play those 14 games of weekend league to get the gold three and then, then I just I just stop playing just to get some reward for the next week oh actually that drop down between defender instruction is class that's a really good one um also yeah, I I do think a lot of people play for fun to be honest because in general, in life in general, people were more often than not speak out to be upset. There's a lot of like people who will, they sometimes play devil's advocate on social media, but they quickly get drowned out by people <laughs> like us. They're like, yo, what the hell are you talking about? Let's be like, yo, the game's fun. I enjoy it. But I, I do think there's a lot of people who play it for fun and they're super casual and they don't care about it like we do. But I think you need to make your hardcore players happy. But of course I do. I'm a hardcore player, so. What's my opinion on chemistry? I think chemistry is stupid. I hate it. Pez has a way better chemistry system. And I hate chem styles too. Very stupid. Green Bean said, Can this game ever move forward until servers bad gameplay is addressed? What do new mechanics and new modes or players matter if your five foot seven cam moves like a six foot five thirty-six hero? Uh, no, I don't think so, Greenbees. I don't think it can move forward. That needs to get fixed. But I also don't agree with... A lot of people say this game is great with good gameplay. Hell no. But it'll be a lot more playable, sure. Absolutely. To care about the hardcore fans primarily? Well, they need to, they need to listen. And they need to... They just need to... They need to listen, bro. They not even know that listen, they not they need to do more than listen because they do listen. They do listen, but they don't trust. 
I don't even know if it's a problem of trust, man. I don't even think... I just think they, they have entirely different things that they want from a game. True. End of the day, it's a business to them, you know? They just try, they're just trying to make money. <laughs> and what we want doesn't always make them the most money. So, like, that's that's the biggest problem here. That's uh, That's honestly the biggest issue. When will EA employees return to Twitter? I don't know, man. You're going to have to ask them, which is pretty difficult because they're not on Twitter. So, All right, that's going to be it for the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, you know, here in the live stream for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, drop a review. We will check them out. If you're listening on YouTube, drop a comment, a like, whatever. Uh, Persian, until next time, peace out. Peace, peace, peace.